being a fresh person into the podcasting world, we're going to mm-hmm. get into meta podcasting here. <laughs> but like, I guess, how has the experience been for you? Because for me, I started in 2016 and right. I had to do everything myself. Like I had mm-hmm. to like syndicate my RSS feed to like every individual place where I wanted <laughs> my podcast to be and now there's like hundreds of them or whatever yeah it's it's, like just podcasts are everywhere and so i had to like do that manually uh and whenever like i remember when spotify added podcasts and Mm -hmm. i was like oh crap i gotta like get in on that too um so (laughs) how how has it been for you so i the first podcast that I did with me and my friend, we didn't really do any promotion or like I put it on Apple podcasts and Spotify and then just kind of called it a day. Um, he didn't really want to do too much, uh, like promotion and like have like a Twitter, Instagram or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook page. He didn't want to do that really. He was like, Oh, this is more for like me to just be able to do it. And I was like, okay. I was like, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like, I, I wanted to do more with it. So when I started this one, that was like my main priority is to like obviously make a good podcast, but also really make sure that I'm like outputting it. Cause like you said, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are podcasting and like, you kind of have to find your niche, like somewhere in there. Um, and I, I don't know what, uh, do you use like, a um, I'm, I'm going to lose words right now. Like the, like a podcast, uh, like site that. Yeah. Yeah. Sends so it out. Uh, I forget what I it's mean, called. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't know what they're called, but it's like, I, I would use my words to call it like a podcast syndication service. Right. Yeah. And so it like, it hosts the podcast and you don't have to like put it out on everything. Yeah. And it's so, a hosting site. That's what it's called. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to just do it through Squarespace, like Squarespace would have just like an RSS, but you would have to like, again, syndicate it out to like each thing uh, for the first time. And so yeah, you had to do that heavy lifting. Yeah. uh, But now I, at some point a couple years ago, I switched to anchor.fm and Mm -hmm. the main reason is that it's free (laughs) right yeah (laughs) Uh, they're not like it's not a sleek fancy website they don't have like crazy (laughs) amount of features but it's like i do the heavy lifting on the audio side i'm an audio engineer and musician (laughs) so it's like i yeah i know what i want it to sound like so you don't need to do audio leveling or whatever i i got that and so i literally just got onto anchor to put it out and that made it a lot easier rather than, although I still have to manually do it to YouTube because it's videos. I wish YouTube would have oh, a thing yeah, yeah, yeah. to where you could like just put in an just, audio file yep. and then just have an image. Yep. And that they would just auto generate it because there's like a right. little program that I use because uh, I'm on PC. It's called mm-hmm. Virtual Dub. Okay. And it, it's literally that you like, load in an image and then you load in an audio yeah. file and then it creates this right. really small video file that is actually just like because it doesn't <laughs> make a frame for every 
it's oh, like okay. yeah. for, for a frame rate, it actually just matches right, the right, video right. length to that. And so like it doesn't hmm. make a huge file, which is nice. Um, so, I mean, if you want to put your What's podcast on it. Yeah, it's, it's called virtual though. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, for other it's podcast maker okay. people, um, I think it might be exclusive to PC, but... Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm using anyway. So okay. that, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just I built one uh like in the spring last year when yeah. with the stimulus check. Oh nice. <laughs> My laptop yeah. ended up like crapping out on me. Yeah, and I was doing a video editing course and my laptop was pretty like hefty for a laptop. Like it was, it was a, we got it for a good deal and it was nice, but um, it was also eight years old and yeah. something on the, Ooh. that was supposed to be on the motherboard shit out. And, uh, and one of my friends who's a computer engineer tried to like, we were on like FaceTime and I was like getting really close <laughs> to the motherboard and all that stuff. And he was trying to help me out. And he was like, that's supposed to be on the motherboard and i don't know where it is and he's like i don't know how you're gonna be able to get to that and for those of you who need a little lesson on the on laptops they suck don't get laptops if you're not <laughs> willing to pay like 300 dollars every two or three years like don't get it because the problem is is everything is so compressed mm-hmm. in a laptop that stuff burns out it's not fixable or it's expensive to fix or it's just like a pain in the ass so I went with a PC and my friend helped me like pick out parts and I built it. So that's it. It's yeah. so much better. <laughs> yeah. So much better. See, I do so much like mobile stuff. Again, I'm a musician. Right, right, right. And so like <laughs> I, I do gigs using Ableton Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm sort of making music on the spot or like recording right, loops live right, right. on the spot. And so like I have to have a laptop. Yeah, yeah. And In those so, cases, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's just like I'll I'll just necessary. I mean quote unquote build like there's the websites where you like build the thing right. itself <laughs> and I'll like build a laptop and that like has been on my list for mm-hmm. a while and I'm like whenever that amount of money yeah is available I will do that so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's it it is a big investment especially to do a PC and but my like my big thing is i was my xbox also broke at some point it was like the first generation xbox one so it was Uh, it's like six or seven years old too the wife yeah and it was and i was like i wasn't gonna get like anything new because i was like i'm not gonna spend the money with the news like stuff coming out i was like i'm not even like like i'm not a crazy gamer i like to and it's a good outlet but um between like starting to edit video um like wanting to do a podcast and all this stuff and then i wanted to like be able to play games and not worry about it i was like i'm just gonna do this and then i now i know how to build a computer like relatively enough to be able to replace parts if i need to it's a lot easier to get to i know what i need to replace like all that stuff so um i i was really glad i did it was good learning experience for sure like trying to trying to do all that (laughs) i probably will build like just a a dedicated gaming pc because it's like sure i mean my steam library is just huge from all the sales and i just (laughs) never play anything on it and so i was like maybe i should get a gaming pc to play all these games that i have also because like there was a a bundle for like five dollars that was Mm -hmm. like for like bundle for justice or something and it had like 
literally thousands of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's yeah. like, I have all of these games at my disposal. I can right. download them, but I don't know if my computer is, is able to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you start, you start getting into the realm of like... Can I actually fit this on my com- my laptop or my computer without like s- like uh, having too much space like used up? And then you're talking about like whenever you have an audio file, and then you start talking about like having video files or anything like that, and they're three or four gigabytes each. And then when you put video onto it, it gets ten to f- like fifteen gigabytes <laughs> if it's a short. And then it just starts adding up. And then you put games on there, and it's like thirty to forty gigabytes for yeah. like regular Which size is- games and all this stuff. It's just which is why my podcast is just an audio podcast. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, the, luckily it's been through Zoom lately because of mm-hmm. the universe being this or I guess not the universe, the world. I usually use the universe as a word for like everything, but right. like it, it is just the world. It's not that yeah. big. It's not that big a deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like I could mm-hmm. put the Zoom video out, but in I don't know. I it's so much easier with audio, less hard. Yeah. Space. And it's, and what I've noticed is even with like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's tough too, because it's a lot of work. Like if you, if you don't do it well, it essentially like does the opposite effect that you want it to when you make it. It's, it's like putting out a bad, like, like when somebody has a bad, like gaming video or something, like people don't look at it anymore like oh my god they made like a video they edited it like all this stuff and it's like if it's not a good enough quality or if it's not well like if it's not put together like you wanted to like you're not using like a 4k camera when it's on you like it's not the like the stuff doesn't mesh very well like the cutting is weird the edits are weird like if it's not doesn't look semi-professional it kind of has that wrong effect because people will just move on to somebody that like will do it professionally or that can do it professional and do this on the side kind of thing so like that's my biggest thing is it's 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 tough because i want to do it really well i also want to do it but i also want to do it really well you know yeah (laughs) excuse me um but so that's like my that's like my only thing about it is like i want to have like a nice backdrop like i have this the space filter behind me because my yeah, room's yeah. a mess and like the room is the only place I can record. And so it's like, um, that like kind of negates me from wanting to do it a little bit. Um, so it, it, it's like little things for me to make it worth doing to the point where I can put it out and be like, Oh, people will want to sit there and watch me talk to somebody. Cause like, I like listening to like the Joe Rogan podcast, for example, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily want to sit and watch the, two or three hours of the interview, like just watching him talk to somebody like it's, I, I need to be doing other things. I can't just like sit there and do nothing and like watch that. So that's kind <laughs> and, of like and there another are part that, of it for me too. There are people that do and right. I don't know. Like, I guess maybe people's jobs is just like sitting at home with like, two screens and like one screen constantly right. just has Joe Rogan on it. And the other screen is like your actual job. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, man, uh, I, I stopped listening to Joe Rogan after like it got off of Apple podcasts. Cause like went sc- exclusive to Spotify. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. I listen to music on Spotify. And so it's like, right. Oh, 
I haven't seen Joe Rogan in a while. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the, there's, I think there's been one of them that I've, I've watched since he went to Spotify, but it's kind of the same thing. Like I, I like the, like having an iPhone. I it's, it functions easier than going on Spotify. And like, I get a discount on like the Apple music, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, in college and everything like that so it's <laughs> um it gives me that and i don't know there's something that would <laughs> i'm like i'm like a sucker because at the same time i know that apple is like just milking like everything it has you know oh, yeah uh to get out of people and they're not like they don't give a shit if i'm listening or not i just i like the like the look of it better i just like the the whole setup better um so I, yeah, as soon as he left there, I was like, I didn't really listen to him anymore <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to find, uh, like where, what things you should do, what things you shouldn't do. Um, and it's, and it's tough because it, like you, like we were saying, there's so many people out there that will do what you won't do or are able to do what you can't do. And then there's people that you like you're going to be able to do better than they can and all that stuff and uh like especially for somebody like we both play music like i understand audio engineering to a certain degree just because i have to do like live stuff during Mm -hmm. gigs but other than that like i'm kind of learning more and more on the spot about different like little things and other additions that i can do and uh and still it seems like i should be able to do more but it's like, okay, so that's more money or to time. get that certain equipment. Okay, maybe you do more time, <laughs> more this, more yeah. that. And it's like, un- until you're like being able to fund those things from the actual podcast or videos or whatever you're making, it's really tough to justify like throwing money at it and thinking that's going to be like the solve all problem to like, getting to the next step or being able to do that extra thing and having it, having it succeed. So it's, it's, it's tough. (laughs) It's tough to find that. No. And I mean, Um, I've, I've definitely, so like I, I have like a side business or it's my LLC, but mm -hmm. it's like I edit and mix podcasts for people. And so, uh, that is kind of the thing. It's like, I, I also do like consultations to like if people are starting sure, podcasts yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, so you can learn all of this audio stuff and get it up to quality and it'll be like hours and hours of trial and error. And I can explain right. to you how like compression works. I can explain yeah, to you yeah, yeah. how like just audio maximization and like right. how limiting works and how to get the best quality sound. And then you're going to have to like buy a, good microphone if you really want all of that to sound good um yep. and then you're gonna like you know you can probably use adobe audition you could probably use like reaper or something if you really want to get like more crazy yeah. about it i mean a lot of people use audacity because that's also free but it's right. like or you can spend the money go really really professional and like it's just so much that it's like you can just <laughs> pay me <laughs> I already know these things and you don't have to yeah. worry about it. And so right. that's a, <laughs> like, it is scary. Cause I mean, especially nowadays, everyone's trying to sp- start a podcast because everyone's stuck right. at home 
and they want to feel like they have friends. Uh, <laughs> and right. so yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand the feeling of like, Ooh, cool. Let me start a new thing. Cause I have all this free time. <laughs> and then it's like, as soon as people jump in, cause I, I've had several f- friends as well, try and yeah. start podcasts and then realize that like, Oh shit, this is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's, and especially since like, I, the only thing that like saved me from being like too scared about it was because I did the other one and I learned a lot just from like trying to have two people talking to one mic. Mm -hmm. It's a condenser mic. It picks up everything. We had a lot of issues. I think I talked about it with when we talked uh, before. Um, And from just learning from that helped not be so scared about jumping into a new one. Um, But if I had no like audio, like background, even the minor stuff that I have now with live, like live uh, engineering and stuff, like Mm -hmm. it just... It, it would have been a lot more scary, like you said, because as soon as you start it, like, it's hard to get somebody back to redo a podcast. Yeah. If you screwed something up and like most people are going to be like, well, didn't you have this backup or didn't you like think that the like blah, 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 like didn't you have these precautions? And you're like, I didn't know I should, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's so it, uh, it does have that like scariness to it, especially when you, like you said, it starts to pick up and you're getting like more guests and people are reaching out to you and you're like, Oh, like, Oh, this is kind of like a thing now. This is kind of like yeah. part of what I'm doing right now. You know, like <laughs> that, that's, I had that, I had that moment like last week where I was like scheduling out all my people that I was having for the next like month or so. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God, like I'm actually like, getting like people interested and like people wanting to be on the show and like people are liking it from what they're telling me like yeah whatever like that and it all of a sudden it was like oh i'm actually like doing a podcast yeah i'm not just like sitting there like talking to people like i'm i'm actually doing a podcast i'm advertising i'm putting it on a bunch of places like the views are going up they're going down they're going up they're going down you're like (laughs) i'm like i'm actually like investing like time and effort into like making this a thing and it's and all of a sudden it becomes like part-time job that you don't get paid for until you get to a certain point and it so it 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 is like it's something that you can either like embrace or that's why most people like stop doing it yeah it's because they get to like this point and they're like yeah this is just too much time too much effort Mm-hmm. not enough and, return and-, <laughs> and and sometimes people like get there from the other side to where it's like maybe there's someone who like has a big social media presence and they're like fairly sure. popular and stuff and then they'll like start it and like people jump on it and then they realize how much work it is and it's like you have to <laughs> disappoint all of these people right. to be like yeah i know it was like a whole big push whenever all this started and everything but uh yeah sorry i i just can't anymore (laughs) and it it it, sucks it does yeah and i can like i can imagine that end of it i for the long like for the first like three or four weeks that i was doing it i wish that i was like popular on social media so that this would like so i could just see this numbers like skyrocket and i would Mm -hmm. be like yeah like i'm doing great but it's actually it's actually more like rewarding when you know 
that you're getting like a few hundred views or like overall, like they're going up like 10, 20, 30, 40, like mm-hmm. every couple of days you're like, Oh, but and you're like, I don't know this many people. So yeah. it's, it's, it feels a little more re- rewarding that you're having people come back and you can look at like your analytics and look at like the, uh, uh, like the unique, like viewership or unique downloads and all that stuff. And you can see that go up and then you're like, these are just people that found it somewhere and continue to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of, that actually feels more genuine and rewarding than having it just appear just because you like said a few funny things on like social media or like you vlog and people like that aspect of it. But then as soon as you sit down, like to have a podcast they're just there just because they were following your vlog and it's not the same. doesn't have that same return in my yeah, mind. Yeah. If that <laughs> makes any sense. Right. And I think the other thing that people don't realize whenever they start a podcast is that it involves talking into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know that's yeah. like what a podcast is, but right. I don't think people realize that like, Oh, I have to, talk like we have to keep this conversation going and i have to know how to say words into the microphone i have to listen to the sound of my own voice and (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's you have to like be able to have a like free and open conversation with people and it it, and it's tough sometimes because (laughs) you're relying on that other person to like want the same thing in that conversation yeah and sometimes it it, in a lot of times it works fine because humans are humans and they like to communicate especially when they sign up for it but like uh i think i i the only time i was actually feeling like i was like asking questions and getting like a like not as like open-ended answers to conversation that i wanted and it was like my third episode or something and i was like what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And then I had the fourth one and I was like, all right, well maybe it wasn't like so much me, but I learned more from it in that aspect. And it, like you said, it's like, you have to be able to think of stuff to say. You have to be able to think of like something to just bring up and talk about. And then it's like, you have to be open about talking about experiences and like your life a little bit too. And it's a, a lot of people don't realize that it's more complicated yeah then just like so you're here and you made a podcast or you're you're doing a movie um how how was that experience it's like okay like yeah. <laughs> you know like you gotta you gotta indulge them a little bit more than that you know sure but, but at the same time it is also like oh yeah it was fun right <laughs> and then you're like and then you're sitting there you're like okay now how do I pull I didn't more have a out of this? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down a follow-up. I Because I started writing down questions for a while, like for probably the first half, first half of like most of my episodes. Um, I was like physically writing questions and um, I stopped doing questions and just wrote talking points because mm-hmm. I realized those were better. And um that might be obvious if, if you're like a pro or like, like you're doing it for a while. But that was one thing that I realized I was like, questions don't really get you anywhere. You bring up a topic and you see what their reaction is to it. Um, and you go from there. Like that makes it more organic than saying like, 
oh, and I heard you doing this. It's more like, oh, and like you're looking at this and oh, like we got this, we got this. Oh, you did this. Like, what can you say about that? What can we do? Like, oh, you were doing that. Like I was doing this. Yeah. Like how are they similar? How are they different? It's funny because I kind of went through like phases where like the for a while there, I did just like prepare all of the questions ahead of time. And I mean, you were on mine. And so like I have my like evergreen questions, which is just like, who are you? What do you do? And then like the second half being just like these big existential deep questions, (laughs) which which I feel is what sort of separates my podcast from anything else. But it's like for that first like interview part, at first I was like planning out all the questions and Mm -hmm. After a while, I realized that, like, I wasn't giving myself room to, like, go somewhere. And so it's like, right. Yep. If if you have all your questions laid out and then it's like, yeah, and that's how I got to shake hands with Barack Obama. And I was like, OK, so then what about this thing that you did? It's like. You can't just <laughs> let that slide. You have to like yeah, yeah, allow yeah. room to where it's like, right. hold on a second. Let's stop everything and like tell us a yeah. little bit more about this thing because <laughs> this seems really interesting. Right. And so when you're yeah. when you're that rigid with it, you're not like giving yourself room. I've I've gotten to the point to where instead of like preparing all my questions, I just do like mm-hmm. a soft amount of research on the guest and Mm -hmm. like not so much that I know everything about them, that it's creepy, but enough to like, (laughs) Oh, this seems interesting. I'm going to ask them about that. So then it's, you're letting your genuine curiosity drive the conversation because we're human beings trying to talk to each other rather than just like, I'm a journalist trying to get cool responses out of a person it's like, no, yeah. we just, I just like people and I'm interested in all the different things that make yeah, people yeah. people and why they do what they do. And that's sort of what's driven me. And so it's like, it's not so much that it's a lack of preparation, but right. it's, it's like being willing and open to just like actually listen and ask questions based on what people are saying instead yeah. of like, I feel like I have to ask this question and this is the next thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it it, it stops you from limiting yourself and opens up you to be free thinking in the moment, which is the most important part of trying to keep that conversation going. Or like you said, not letting something slide by just because you're like, Oh, well, I wanted to get to that specific question that I had planned and it's like, you have to be willing to kind of throw that away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if I remember I was talking to, have you talked to uh, uh, Brendan from Master yeah, Talk? I did, uh, yeah, I saw yeah. that you had him on and I was like, oh, oh hey, <laughs> we're having, you also put out Justin McAleese and he's going to be yeah. mine in uh, like by the end of the month. He, he <laughs> is so much fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, both of them are so much fun to talk to. Um You'll have to. Did you watch uh, Justin's movie, uh, Brick Madness? I haven't yet, but oh, I've been, gotta, I've been meaning yeah, to because he sent me an email. When definitely it came do out. it. Like, Ooh, I'm excited to watch yeah. that. It's it's really good. I I laughed. It's like a mockumentary, and it made me yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. 
but either way, uh, <laughs> uh, when I was talking to Brendan, he brought up the competitions that he, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately I was like, you need to tell me more about these competitions and how they function, like who goes there, what does like, and he was so like excited to talk about it. And it ended up being most of the podcast. He was like breaking down these like competitions and telling me about those experiences and how intense they were and all that stuff. And I was like, and like, you just, if I had the recording of the video, you just see me go and, and more. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause it, it, it was like a whole world was just opened up of something that I had no idea existed. And, um, that was like a moment for me where I was like, okay, cool. Like, I got to make sure I'm doing stuff like that because that was a really good decision because he totally just like, like went on a tangent of like great, like content of talking about something he was super passionate about and how it shaped what he does now. And, uh, that was like, that was like a learning moment for me. Cause I was like, okay, okay. I can, I can do this. Like I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not just pretending to do this, you know? Right. Well, and, no, uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, I could keep talking, but you <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I feel like, I don't know. There's this kind of, everything is like spectrums nowadays, but like there's this, there's a spectrum mm-hmm. of like being genuinely curious about people and like trying to get good content and yeah they it might be more of like a a grid or a circle or whatever because if you if you're just trying to get good good content you may not necessarily get there because you'll seem like really shallow but by genuinely being passionate about people and what they're passionate Mm -hmm. about and like leaning into that you can actually get better content out of that not because you're trying to get better content out of it, but just because you're interested in who right. people are genuinely. And so yeah. it's like, there's so much, I don't know. I, I You've probably seen all of the like, join my like class and I'll show you how to like master social media in like 30 right. minutes or whatever. And then like buy my thing, uh, <laughs> which is how those <laughs> usually are. But it's like, they always have like these little things that it's like, do this every time and like always focus on this and like all these points that are so like machine based. Like you can just crank it out in this machine. And it's like, here you'll have like quality content. And (laughs) it's, it kind of like drains the humanity out of it. And so for me, like I'm so focused on people and who people are Mm -hmm. and why they're passionate about what they're passionate about and Mm -hmm. the way that their beliefs shape who they are that it's like i could care less if someone has like read up on moral philosophy as much as i have (laughs) uh sure which is an annoying amount but the (laughs) Like, I like hearing people's different answers. It shapes who I am as a person. And at the end of the day, like, if I have, like, a really good conversation with someone, it doesn't matter how many people listen to it just because, like, I enjoyed that conversation. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like I'm, like, 
a numbers guy and like totally focused no, 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 on no, that. But that's like, mostly that's... yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I totally get what you're saying because that's that's like it has to come from like an honest core. So for the success of like something, you have to like people can under like like you were you were saying, it people know when somebody isn't being genuine or doesn't care. Like it it it's very hard for somebody to genuinely fake being genuine you know mm-hmm. it's 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 something that people pick up on just as like human nature oh you mean like hollywood genuine, you're not right? actually <laughs> right <laughs> and it's like if you're if you don't actually care about what you're who you're talking to um or are interested in them like just don't do it because you're not you're not doing it for the right reason at that point and i i genuinely am interested in the people, the people that I interview, I always make sure that like what they're doing is something that I would want to talk about. It's like something I'm interested in or something I'm doing that's similar. Like I just talked to another podcaster who (laughs) kind of does the same podcast I do, where he talks to people and just like, is like conversation time. Um, And we got into a really good conversation about like how people don't necessarily like want to know more about people and yet they're the ones that are like kind of pulling the strings about things you know and people are starting people start to realize that and people notice that and it's like okay like we know you're not doing this for the good reason and it's the same thing when it comes to entertainment same with a musician if people don't think you're actually like people can tell if you're playing a song and you don't care about the song they don't care about the song either now yeah you're talking to somebody and you're not asking genuine questions and you're not like on top of the conversation and being interested. And like, if you're not genuinely interested, people are going to pick up on that and they're not going to be interested anymore either. So it's like, you have to have that realization of saying, okay, like if I'm going to do this, I have to like actually like think to myself, am I genuinely interested in these people or am I just doing this because I want to make a podcast and like try to make money or try to get like mm-hmm. popular or something. And it's like, you can do both, but you kind of have to have like, it come has to come from that genuine core of wanting to like help, like either share somebody's interests. Like you're sharing people's passions. Like that's like what you do. You ask them like about their passions and they get to share that. And that's a beautiful thing that people get to do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it, like in a roundabout way coming to a conclusion here on my essay um (laughs) you have it has to come to for it to be successful it has to be from a genuine like point and if it's not it's not going to be successful because at some point like people will realize it and at some point your guests are going to realize it and at some point you're not going to have any guests because they don't want to come on your show because people aren't going to talk to people that aren't genuinely interested in them yeah it's like kind of that double-edged sword of like you kind of have to you have to understand yourself a little bit yeah before you do something and i mean sometimes you might also get guests who don't necessarily feel like they want to be on your show and you also kind of have to like (laughs) pull them in and be like no like where we go with this like i i want you to show yourself here yeah um I haven't gotten to to a point where a podcast was like bad enough that I was just like, I don't think I can release this. Right. Uh, (laughs) 
but there have been some times where I've gotten close. I'm not going to name names, but like right. <laughs> the, it is like, come on. I just need yeah. a little bit more from mm-hmm. you. Um, yep. but even still it's like, and you know, I'll, I'll like go to my friends and be like, is this, was this as bad as I'm making it out to be? Cause we're, we're our worst critics and sure, yeah. like a friend of mine was like no that one was actually like really interesting it's like oh okay good because <laughs> that that felt really difficult yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's and it's tough too because there's people out there that are great at like being um like public speakers mm-hmm. but it's a totally different art to be a conversationalist and that's something that like kind of gets lost in the mix a little bit is when people say, Oh, they're great at like talking in front of a crowd. Like you should like talk to them. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, talking in front of a crowd with a prepared speech and information is totally different than like having an open-ended conversation about anything, you know? Exactly. And that's that's actually something I've been thinking about for a little bit is that like talk shows, for example, like for years they've had like, comedians having different people notably actors and musicians and stuff like that but it's Mm -hmm. like not every actor or musician is going to be good on a talk show or for that matter on a podcast and like kind of goes back to saying it's like not everyone should start a podcast but it's like sometimes or a lot of times musicians are these awkward introverted people that only come out of their shell whenever they're performing on stage. And so you're like putting them on this like different kind of stage and expecting them to talk. And it's like, sorry, I put all my words. Like I think about them really hard and I put them into like this very (laughs) intricate poetry that I like structured together. And then I like put it out in the thing. And so it's like, if you want to access me, that's the medium in which you can access me, but not every musician is going to be great at just, talking because right. then if you just like throw something at them it's like uh, i don't know i don't know how to like talk about this yeah. unless like mull it over for a year and then put it into <laughs> an album like <laughs> right yeah and it's and i mean even when you take like my guitar away from like the front of me if i'm playing a show or something and i don't have my guitar anymore i'm like so much more like skittish about singing because i don't have like my my safety net you know because mm-hmm. like as soon as you take that guitar away, you're a singer now. You're not a guitar playing singer. And yeah. so it's it's that same mentality where it's like you take away what gives them comfort and like they're not going to be the same person. Yeah. You put a guitar in front of me, I'm a totally different person because that's like it's my home place, you know? Yeah. So it it is that like weird thing. And like uh, even ultra famous like musicians like Neil Peart, uh, was notorious for not wanting to meet fans, not wanting to talk to people after shows, not wanting to talk to people before shows. And it was genuinely just because he had social anxiety. Mm-hmm. But people thought that he was just rude. Like this was at like times where they didn't understand that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just thought he was rude or non like, like not friendly, whatever it was. And it was like, no, he's just, he's at home in those drums. And when you see him like having a good time, that's because he's on the drums or he's with people that he's comfortable with. Yeah. As soon as you take that away, it's like, he's socially 
like anxious he's uncomfortable he doesn't know how to talk to people the way that he feels it's comfortable and like so it 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 comes in all forms and it's and it's like you said it's tough to like take somebody from one stage and put them on another and Mm. just expect them to be just as interesting or like magnificent you know yeah it was the same thing with like actors or something to say about neil pert is that like he also wrote the lyrics for rush and so it's like he was very intricate and all of that stuff too and like all the musical complexity that goes into that that takes time to like hone that and make it into like a cool (laughs) thing but then it's just like hey now talk to people spontaneously and like right and then they're telling you just how like oh you changed my life and stuff like this and it's like i i don't know what to say i just like (laughs) but it's the same thing with actors too it's like actors rehearse lines and have like things in place for them to say so like someone else says something and then i say something back and this is the thing and so if you change that on me it's gonna mess me up uh and so it's like some actors are like trained in that way and it's like i know the script Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna perform it really well and then it's like all right now talk spontaneously for 15 minutes and it's like i (laughs) i don't know i don't have any lines this is weird yeah 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 Yeah, and that's that's why i've i've had I, I've had really good experiences like being able to talk to like comedians and stuff. I like talking to comedians because they are the improvers. They are the on your feet people like um, like the quick, the quick, you know, the quick thinkers, the quick jokers, whatever it is. And uh, if you do want to have an entertaining show with people that you see on TV or something like get your comedians or your comedic actors in there because those are the people that are going to spice it up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's their, that's their job. But it's like, yeah, with, uh, when you're pulling off like a classically trained actor or classically trained like musician or something that it's, it was never about like the spotlight, so to speak. It's more about like the artistic value in it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there are musicians and there are actors and actresses who just do it for the spotlight. Obviously that's how everything is. But, um, yeah you it's really tough to really change the stages like where you're comfortable and then just do something else you have to have like a part of you that is what you're doing you know that's that's something that i've noticed about just like improvisation in general so like people who are experienced in Mm -hmm. improvisation will be a little bit more on their feet will like right allow that yes and to happen that like right and I've seen it so much in music where, I mean, I, I'm in a, or I guess was one of the trio is like getting his doctorate <laughs> in, in Texas. So we're in different places okay. now, but it's like, I, I was in this experimental electronic trio that was like all improvised music. And so like oh, our, nice. our music is pretty much entirely improvised. And mm-hmm. so it's like that same level of communication that's happening through conversation is also (laughs) happening in music and it's like oh cool that's a cool thing you're doing over there i'm gonna do this over here and it's like oh and then they react to that right and so like musical improvisers also are able to kind of think on their feet but like i don't know if you've ever asked a classical musician to like just play something go for it they're like i i don't know i don't know like we're what what are we doing it's like And it's scary because it's like in classical music, 
nobody really focuses on improvisation or just making right. stuff up. And so yeah. if you put someone on the spot like that, it's like, I don't know, there's no music on the page. I don't know what to do. Right. Um, <laughs> whereas like jazz musicians, it's just like, yeah, hey, take it. <laughs> I was like, all right, sweet. I've been, I've been waiting it. for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's, that's what I love about the improvisation. It's like, it's, it's, it's fun to just be able to like throw something together and have it come out pretty good you know yeah (laughs) that's that's probably the most rewarding like one of the most rewarding things is where you're like suddenly you're like jamming with your friends or something you're like hey we made this up and this is this doesn't sound half damn bad you know like yeah exactly (laughs) it's like (laughs) we just we just kind of felt it you know Mm -hmm. it's a cool feeling and there's like it there's a weird balance in between there too because it's like there are times where it's like if you're you're jamming with a band or something it's like whoa those like 30 minutes just flew by and like you talk to someone else who was in the room is like that was too long you guys need to like find a a place to get that out it's like no it felt great like i i was doing this thing and then it's like yeah it was the same loop for like 20 minutes downs guys what are you talking about yeah yeah it was a 20 minute down and a five minute up we get it like, <laughs> yeah no that's that was uh so the band that i'm in right now we we do covers and mm-hmm. we're working in like originals and stuff but uh we love jam band stuff and me and the guy who has been my good friend for probably like close to 10 years um we jammed in his basement for the longest time just me and him because we struggled to find people that would like want to actually form a band this was like starting like uh like junior year of high school kind of thing and I was sitting on drums and he was on guitar and every once in a while his dad would come down and play with us too. But most of it was us just trying to learn songs like on the spot. So he'd pull up like the chord sheet, like, and the words and he'd have Mike and I'd be on the drums and that's how we figured out songs. Mm-hmm. And like, and then we would go beyond that jamming. And then we had a few people come and go and stuff. But so me and him always had like a really good chemistry with that. Cause we basically learned how to play like songs together as a band. Yeah. And then, uh, so when we started like making jams and like doing stuff, it was always like me and him kind of leading the, leading the the ship a little bit and I'd follow him. He'd follow me and all that stuff. And it was, it's, it's really interesting when you have, when you go from like, cause then I got off of drums and we, brought in a new drummer and uh you can tell when they're just like it, it, it almost was like very different guy was a lot better drummer than i was but he didn't have the same like learn from scratch mentality yeah and that's not just that just wasn't how he learned how to play um not like a knock on him by any means of, like he's a <laughs> he's a fantastic drummer um but he didn't have like that same like starting point as us yeah so where we were like oh we'll just try to throw this together he was like uh what do you mean we're just gonna throw it together i was like we're just gonna throw it together you know like (laughs) we kind of know the song well enough (laughs) we're just gonna jam with it have some fun he's like yeah but what are we gonna do in the song and it took him a while to like realize that it's it's just open-ended for us um and it's 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 a really funny thing when you like when you realize like how you kind of learn things like music because it shapes 
everything that comes after it. Like if you start from like that base of learning strict like musical theory and like straight from the page, it is so hard to break that mold when you like are like kind of told to just do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad I didn't necessarily start out like that because it's so much easier to jump in with people. Like when somebody's like, Hey, like, do you want to come play a few songs with us? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't, I don't have that, that fear because if they say, Oh, it's in the key of G or the key of a and stuff, like I know what I can do with that Mm -hmm. instead of like sitting there going, okay, well, what's the progression? What do I have to do with this? What's yeah. What's the feel? What's the tempo? You know, you know what I mean? Like I can just like, I can just sit there for a second and be like, okay, this is the beat, this is the tempo. Like, so it, it is an interesting thing. And especially with that, like, um, coming around to it, like I, you can tell the personality differences, Mm -hmm. like you were saying between people who are improvisers and people who are like more like book oriented when it comes to that stuff. And it's, it's a very interesting thing because we all do the same thing. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, you know, we play the same instruments, just play them a little differently, you know, but yeah. the personality differences are are, are really funny. It's yeah. like a whole yeah. different world when you when you get down to it. I feel like something that isn't normally understood with music and kind of also through a lot of other different creative mediums is that there's a lot of practice and woodshedding and yes. like just messing with stuff. And <laughs> that's a little bit of what podcasting is as well. Like it yeah. is improvisation, but it is also like, I'm just taking this thought that I had and I'm expanding yeah. upon it right, right. now as <laughs> we're talking. And so the words yeah. that are coming out of my mouth are as new to me as they are to you. <laughs> and right. so it's like, well, this person said this thing and it was like awful. What if, what would happen if blah, blah, blah. And it's like, can you just let me like think out loud yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like improvisation and practice is kind of that like let me try this idea i don't know if it'll work but like let's see where this goes yeah and that is kind of the nice part about podcasting which is like mm-hmm. you're able to kind of go wherever you feel and like nothing's i mean what's set in stone is that it's recorded but it's like nothing right. is set in stone in the way that like I don't know, man, this is just who I am today and I might be someone else tomorrow and I might look back on this conversation that I had and be like, whoa, like I don't feel that way anymore. But that's something that I want people to understand too, is that like we're all kind of anything that you hear that is recorded. is just like a snapshot in time of that person. And right. And so like something Something I do for my podcast, every hundred episodes, I will have a like a person close to me interview me. And so over time, I can see how I've changed. And so. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, And so it it ends up being like two years apart because there's 52 weeks in a year and I put out a podcast every uh, week. But like. Each time that it happens, it's, I mean, I've only done two of them so far, but each time that it happens, I'm like, oh, I see how I like got to there from the last time or whenever I'm on someone else's podcast and I answered 
similar questions, I'm like, oh, that was a little bit different than I normally do. Or I like have that so refined now that I don't have to like think mm -hmm. about it anymore. And so it's yeah. like, it's weird how some of these things are like changing, but then some of them are like solidifying. And yeah, a podcast is just kind of a representation of where you are at that point in time. But it's like, mm -hmm. we're all just trying stuff we're all just messing <laughs> yeah. around here and whether yeah. it be music whether it be conversation we're all just kind of trying seeing it's like yeah. oh even though i didn't know what words were about to come out of my mouth <laughs> i liked what ended up coming out of my mouth that's cool i might yeah. keep that in my back pocket the next time right <laughs> well that's why i'm scared to go back and listen to this because this is the first like actual interview i've done like as like a new podcaster in person doing podcasting and uh so i'm like this is like my first actual time like talking about it and i picked the one that like dives the deepest into like your soul <laughs> so i was like <laughs> figured if i'm gonna dive in i might as well dive in head first um which is great because uh I, that's why i keep laughing at myself when i'm like Oh, I'm just rambling because I'm not a huge rambler when I talk to people I don't know. But I was like, all right, I just got to be open and like do all this. And I'm like, it's going to be so interesting to look back in this when it releases and just be like, what was I even talking about? Why was I saying like all this stuff just to say something so simple? And it's like exactly what you said. It it comes down to just learning. It's It's refining what you're thinking and evolving it from its most like infant state so if i say like how i feel like we were talking about last time we talked about um like what my perception is of like god and all the universe and all that stuff and um i rambled on for so long and like i can't wait to go back and listen to like see where i could be like more finite and more concise about something because it that's it, it it is very hard to think of things on the spot and think concisely on the spot like that, especially when it's something so like vast and open-ended <laughs> and deep. <laughs> it's like, it's like how could, how, and I was trying to prepare mentally in terms of like what I could say or how I should say. And then I was like, you know what? No, whatever comes out of my mouth, that's, that's what I believe at that moment. Exactly. Just like you're saying, it's like, that's, that's what it is. Um, because if you prepare too much, it's no longer authentic. And I think my ramblings uh, show the authenticity because that's <laughs> that's me not preparing very, uh, like not trying to come up with quotes. It's like coming yeah. up with genuine thought about it, you know? Right. And but not everyone yeah, it is, is, is very funny. Not everyone's having these conversations all the time. Like, it's not like you're going <laughs> right. to just be like hanging out with your friends or something and be like, hey, what do you think happens when we die? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it happens, but like, sometimes it's right. gotta be like 3am and like, you've been drinking a little bit, but it's yeah. like, or, you know, like, and I'm sort of open to these conversations all the time. Cause that's just who mm -hmm. I am now. Or yeah, I, I feel like I've kind of always been that way, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I understand that like, whenever I hit someone with these questions and maybe they start rambling a little bit, or maybe they're like, Ooh, hold on, let me think about this for a second. It's like, yeah, I understand. It's not every day right. that someone like asks you what your <laughs> definition of God is. Like, right. <laughs> and I mean, and for me, it's like, I, I think about it all the time and I hear people's yeah. answers all the time. And so it might be a little bit 
sometimes if someone asks me a question that like is so basic that it might be the opposite effect for me it's like oh geez i don't know <laughs> yeah whereas like if if you ask me my definition of god like i'll i'll definitely like go into that and i've thought about right. it and i've talked about it over time and talked to different right. people about it and so it's like we're all the the nice part about those questions for my podcast is that everyone's at least thought about it and yeah. it's like you can't just give someone a question that like they have no opinion about it's like so right. how about the new york giants this season <laughs> and it's like i don't even want to talk about might, that. yeah like you might <laughs> have landed on someone who knows about this right uh, yeah and maybe you didn't and so it's like I don't know anything about sports. Don't ask me that question. I'm just not going to say anything. But it's like yeah. everyone's at least thought about a little bit. It's like I'm going to die at some point and I should right. probably think about this. Or it's yeah. like <laughs> I've made a decision and I feel guilty about that. Why is that? And yeah. these are things that we all think about. And so it's like yeah. it's not it's not so out there that it's just going to be like, I don't know. Sorry. And sometimes right. those answers do happen. And yeah. that's OK. Uh, yeah. but I do appreciate it when it's like, all right, what leads you to be like, I don't know. Cause that's, yeah. that's also a weirder thing too, is that like, especially for things that like, mm -hmm. maybe you should have an answer for. Right. Yeah. It's like, what do you think? At least <laughs> give me some opinions. There's nothing set in stone yeah. here, but it's like, let's, let's see what's yeah. there. <laughs> and I and I think a lot of that too is like when you say I don't know, you're kind of saying that you do have an opinion, you just aren't sure about it. And it that and that kind of misses the point of the question. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 not so much like, do you know what happens when you die? It's more like, what do you think happens? Like it's yeah. it's more of that laid back, like if you had to take a shot in the dark, what would you think? You know? So mm -hmm. it I, I think when people say I don't know to those important questions, they're more likely avoiding uh, thinking about it or acknowledging that maybe nothing happens. Cause I think that, I think that is a major fear for a lot of people, especially when they're raised maybe religious or non-religious and they don't agree with one side or the other. And it's like, I think that is like something that I did. I, na I naively didn't care about like, in high school was saying like hey god isn't real nothing like you know nothing <laughs> happens when you die you just die and then you start like thinking about how weird shit happens and it's like almost unexplainable mm. and then you're like huh well there's gotta be and you, you try to come up with every excuse to say oh well maybe it's this and it's like why why does it have to be this why does it have to be that why does it have to be an answer it's not about finding the answer it's about contemplating the answer exactly and it's about how that how that affects your day-to-day -day. like are you gonna like be more motivated by the fact that nothing happens when you die or are you gonna be less motivated by the fact that nothing that like nothing happens when you die are you gonna be more motivated to do a lot with your life if you think that there's a heaven or hell or are you going to be less motivated to do anything because there's a heaven or hell and you feel like those that's going to happen so it's it, it's not so much about what the exact answer is it's it, it 
when I think about it more, it's more so about how that answer is going to affect the way that I live day to day, whether it motivates me or unmotivates me. And I think yeah. that is you know, like an attached question that people can also think about is like, what is my belief in God and does that affect my day to day in a positive way or a negative way? Mm-hmm. Does it consume my thought in a sense that I'm angry about it or not angry about it? Um, does it distract me? Does the thought of dying tomorrow and not going to heaven or hell and just having darkness affect the decisions I make every day? And it's like, that's personal to you, you know? Yeah. And that's like kind of what everybody has to think about a little bit. And I think yeah. that's an important thought to have because it's, it's, it's no longer surface level, like wake up, follow in line, Mm. and then die like at some point you know it's more like how can you make your life more or less effective by these thoughts and i think people would think a lot differently and act a lot differently if they did contemplate these things so it's like and and i hope that in asking the questions that even if people hadn't really thought about it before that I've at least sort of motivated some contemplation on that front. And that even maybe yeah. when they look back and listen to it and just be like, wow, that, that is what I think about it. And that's like something else right. in that. <laughs> and so like, right. I don't know. It's, it's the exploration of the idea mm-hmm. rather than having an answer. And I don't know. A lot of times I am kind of bothered whenever people are like, well, I'm not qualified to answer that question. It's like, that's not, I'm not looking for answers here, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And, and another funny thing is that, uh, and this will probably be like the last thought, but, uh, sure. I feel like sometimes people assume that because I make it a point to ask about religion and spirituality, that I mm-hmm. am very religious, <laughs> um, yeah. which is actually not the case. I don't believe in God. It seems very unlikely to me, uh, given the evidence, but like (laughs) the, for some reason I've had a number of people like start to like kind of, Oh, well, you know, it, I don't believe in God, but like, and it's like, look, I don't believe in God. There's nothing you can say that will offend me. Yeah. You, You could just go on. But like, for some reason, having a podcast that is focused on spirituality yeah feels like people tend to assume that i'm very religious which is not the case i'm not religious i'm very spiritual though (laughs) yeah and i think that's that's an interesting thing too because i think and in a very like short manner that if anybody ever wants me to explain it more they can i just i won't spend too much longer doing that but um (laughs) religion was very different 2000 years ago and it was a lot more spiritual than it was religious. And like, you can, you, you can fight me on that, but it, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, people can fight me on that and they're, they're wrong. Uh, it was very different the way that they viewed religion. Um, it wasn't the same way that we view it now where there's a man in the sky. It was a lot more spiritual where God represented something else rather than a man in the sky. It wasn't, it wasn't about having like the father be like, like I said, the man, like it, yeah. it wasn't a guy. It was, it was a, 
it wasn't about that it was yeah it's, it's more i mean like it's an energy it's, or spirituality it's like, and so it's and and ideas right. and it's representation of something mm-hmm. yeah and it may not be like literal but it's right. like what and and that's something i feel like is where a lot of my spirituality has sort of grown back into being because right. i kind of first started this podcast a little bit after I had like jumped out of religion because I was raised Catholic Mm -hmm. and I was like angry atheist phase. Yeah. And and, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. And like people who have come out of religion know that one really well, but it's like, (laughs) it's like all religion is stupid. And if you believe in it, you're stupid and I'm mad at you and I'm mad at everyone (laughs) for being religious and just being okay with religion in general. Uh, (laughs) But Instead, it's sort of just become like, hey, like you do what you want to, but let's talk about it. And I I think for me, that's where uh, like I've become way more spiritual because of my, I mean, now like hundreds of conversations with people about this topic. (laughs) And so it's like I've I've heard a lot of different perspectives from, from different people. And so it's like it's nice to hear all the different ideas and hear all the different thoughts and sort of like mm-hmm. I kind of use this this symbol in music as well of sort of chiseling away at the marble that isn't the statue. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like maybe there's not an answer, but it, I'm like starting to approach something more of an answer, at least to me. Yeah. And and yeah. that's the point of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And it and it's important because I being a spiritual person doesn't even like it, it it feels like people like use that for a lot of different reasons or a lot of different things but like it doesn't have to mean like anything specific either it just it's kind of like that understanding of like like there's there's energy out there and you can output like good or bad and yeah. or or like we're connected we're all connected in some way (laughs) and it's uh, like you can't explain it like we can't explain it yet but like what people 2000 years ago couldn't explain we can explain now and it's like well in 2000 more years or less or whatever it's going to be they're going to find what connects us or what energy is like makes the universe go around Mm -hmm. and that's that's why i always reference like that whatever that force or that energy is that makes the universe go around whether you're or alive or dead or like a planet explodes like whatever like <laughs> major or minor thing can happen the universe still spins now or diminished like, right and it's like that was yeah a it's like joke sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but like it, to me it's more important to understand that there is a greater thing happening around you that isn't religious or there isn't a god to it necessarily but there is something that like binds the universe together and it's there had like it, it connects everything yeah so why is that weird to think about or why is that like not an answer mm. so much as like saying that there's a god there's jesus christ there's all these things like whether you're catholic or whatever um but that's always a weirder 
answer to tell people <laughs> like <laughs> than just saying you're Catholic. Like that's always like the weirdest thing to me too, is when like I say, Oh yeah. And like, I'm like kind of more like there's an energy in the universe and like everything's spinning, you know, like whatever. And we're all connected. And they're like, don't you just want to be like Christian or Jewish or something? <laughs> I don't have a word like, for no, that. I, no, I can't put you in a box. So yeah. you're going to have to find a box for me. Yeah. So I can put you in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And on, I just joke around with my girlfriend. I call it the force and I just say I'm a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, Perry, thank you so much yeah. for doing this with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, thank you. F- thank you for doing a little crossover event here. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> let me uh take this and use this part of my podcast too that'll be fun um yeah I'm, so i guess we can i'm glad we, can, we got to talk because this was great yeah we can plug each other's stuff so where can we find you and your things uh you can find me on facebook is the main spot that i'm at if you just look up uh like if you put up in the url um like facebook.com slash the off topic pod that's the easiest way to get to the page. Cause there's a hundred off topic podcasts. Didn't realize that when I started it. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, you can find me on like Spotify and, uh, Apple podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, I'm on a bunch of different things, yeah, but wherever the heck you listen to podcasts, wherever there. you listen to podcasts, it's probably there. Capta captivate.fm really hooked me up. Um, so yeah, you can find me in all that stuff. What about you? Yeah. I'm Santiago Ramones. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I'm also on Instagram, which is probably like the main place where I mm. do stuff. So uh, Santiago Ramones Music or like BitDepth has its own uh, Instagram. So it's bit.depth because uh, BitDepth was taken. Darn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, as... As you just said, it's like you got to right. <laughs> look at those things before you start the thing. But uh, yeah. at least BitDef as a podcast is is set. But yeah, That's so brilliant. I make music. You can find me on Spotify as Santiago Ramones. And you can also find that experimental electronic trio uh, under Power Cycle because we learned very quickly that electronics work whenever you turn them off and on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, as, as anyone who interfaces with technology learns very quickly but yeah mm-hmm. so Pyro Cycle and Santiago Ramones on Spotify and really just anywhere you listen to podcasts this is BitDeck yeah <laughs> thank you guys yeah that was this was fun <laughs> sweet thank you <laughs> love never fails it's going to be okay I might be wrong 